Welcome back to the Spirit and Truth Podcast. I'm Maggie Ulmer, and on today's episode, Matt, Emma, and I recap our recent Spirit and Truth Retreat Weekend at Titusville Free Methodist Church in Titusville, Pennsylvania. We had a great time, and so we're going to just share some testimonies and talk a little bit about some of our favorite things about doing this particular kind of outreach ministry in the local church. We missed Tony in this episode, but he's going to be back with us real soon. And if you, after hearing this, want Spirit and Truth to come to your church, reach out to Emma at the info account, info at spiritandtruth.life, and we'll get in touch with you. Okay, this is a great conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Maggie Ulmer, and I am sitting here with two of my favorite people. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Matt Reynolds. Emma Winchester. Yay! How's it going? Awesome. Awesome. It's, it's going great, Maggie. <laughs> How's it going with you? Going awesome. Well, friends, listeners, we have a fun episode planned for today. This is one of our favorite things to talk about just generally in the office with the work that we do. We're going to have a little little testimonial ministry recappy story time. Yeah, we just got back from... Um, an awakening weekend in Pennsylvania. And um, if you haven't listened to this before, know what we're talking about. One of the things that our ministry does uh, many times during the year is to go to local churches and uh, we host, it's something of a like, kind of a retreat weekend. We do, um, it's a combination of worship and it, you know trying to create space for God to move in people's lives. And then also some, equipping that includes kind of hands-on training and prayer and um, spiritual gifts and just uh, sharing your faith all these kind of things and it's just a it's kind of a back to the basics weekend calling people to the fullness of the Christian life and it's fun we love it it's like it's kind of one of one of our bread and butter things as a ministry that we that we do is trying to carry this kind of DNA into local congregations and serve as a catalyst um, to come alongside local leaders and pastors who are who are just hungry to see their churches kind of recover this kind of DNA. So we just got back from one just a few days ago, and we had an awesome time. And it was the first uh, time we've been uh, with a free Methodist congregation, which yeah. was awesome. And we were in um, western Pennsylvania, in Titusville, Pennsylvania. And so, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> okay. So every church we go to, obviously, every local church is a little bit different, you know, and um, that's one of the beautiful things about the work that we do. It's like you just see all of the ways that the Lord expresses himself through his people. And yeah, and um, I this church was so much fun. Yeah, there were so many sweet, wonderful people. And this is true everywhere we go. But Emma, you you particularly bonded oh, with someone yes. there well if you know me you know that i love to talk to people who are older than me and <laughs> which is most of the people you're around well, that's, true. <laughs> that's true but i specifically love when we go to churches there are always you know like the spiritual grandmas of the faith mm-hmm. of the church and um i love them because I want to be like them. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, at this uh, 
particular church, I preached on the Friday night on the Father's love. And on Saturday, a woman comes up to me and she, you know, just thanks me and is just, she says to me, you know, it's just so good to meet a young person who has the same heart, like the same heart cry as I do. And, you know, we have a a long conversation just about what the Lord has done in each of our lives and how it all overlaps so much. And she ended up praying for me and it was just really, really beautiful. I was in tears Mm -hmm. um, just because this woman blessed me so much through her words and through her service to the church. And yeah, so I love the old women of the church. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're a blessing. I mean, that's one of the things it's really special when you meet someone who's been walking with the Lord for so long, they're like, they just have perspective. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey. So grounded. Yeah, and 100%. And anyway, so if you're listening, Marvina, hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, one of the things I love about um, doing this is you just get to see the way God is moving in different parts of the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we've gotten to do this all over the country, different places, different states. And all kinds of different churches, you know, uh, very small churches, very big churches and everything in between. And, you know, one of the thing, one of our commitments as a ministry is um, we just we want to go where the spirit leads and we just want to come alongside uh, what God is doing in. Qu- I'm saying this like, quote unquote, normal churches like uh, and by that, I mean. The average church in America is not huge, mm-hmm. doesn't have tons of staff, is not a mega church that has thousands of people every weekend. I mean, those kind of churches do play an important role. And, um, you know, we love those churches as well. And they um, they get a lot of the attention on kind of what they're doing and what their methods are and all of that stuff. And one of my favorite parts is just coming alongside churches it doesn't matter if you average 50 people or 150 people or 20 people. The things that we are focused on, you can do. Like, you can yeah. make space for the Spirit of God to move. Uh, you can learn to be active in your relationship, you know, walking a Spirit-filled life, active in sharing your faith and uh, carrying the presence of God with you into the community. The things that, that we're talking about, I mean— really don't are not reliant on any kind of size of church any sort of budget of church and so because of that you know we get to just see kind of every stripe and we see God do powerful things in all of these kind of settings and I'm just always encouraged by these pastors and leaders who are just like they're not getting any accolades they're yeah they're not getting any publicity they're you know they don't have a podcast that thousands of people listen to. They don't have any of this stuff. And yet day in and day out, they're living for Jesus. They're serving people, you know, often, you know, very sacrificially giving of themselves so that their people and the people in the community can know Christ. And, um, you know, I really ad- admire them uh, in the way that they lead local ministry in that way. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Did you want to say something, Emma? No. I was just going to say one of the things I'm – thinking as I'm listening to you speak is you know we always have there are always awesome moments where we're watching the Lord move in someone's life and and those are great stories but I'm 
always, always, always reminded every time I come home and I reflect, I pray, I write things in my journal. I just think these weekends are as much ministry to me as they are to, um, Mm -hmm. I feel like as they may be to other people. And, um, you know, we were kind of talking about this over lunch. It's really easy to sort of like get zoomed in on your little, um, narrow path in in life but when you serve other people you're forced to like get out of your bubble yeah and it just reminds you of god's goodness that he's faithful that he moves in all kinds of circumstances that one of the things i talked about this past weekend was a a passage from first thessalonians you know uh, in chapter five you can rejoice in any circumstance gratitude is always warranted for the you know in when you walk with Jesus. So anyway, I don't know. I I was just thinking like this particular weekend, I'm always blessed, but this particular weekend I came home and I was like, God, you are so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. So So what if, uh, let's talk about some of our favorite things that have happened on these kind of weekends. They don't have to be just from this weekend. Um, I'll start with my favorite part of this last weekend and then we'll just see, go around and see what you guys think. So, this isn't a particular person or thing, but my favorite part of this last weekend was the prayer ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we did all of our normal kind of stuff. We did our different equipping sessions. We did our Saturday afternoon. We did a prayer outreach and helped people uh, take steps of faith and share their um, faith with others, you know, offer to pray for people in the community. It was awesome. But this, in particular, this last one, uh, it just seemed to be very potent ministry that happened on Friday night and Saturday night when we had our evening worship services. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people just many people came forward to receive prayer. And then it even f- spilled over on Sunday morning. There were several people who stayed after church on Sunday. After the service was completely over and people had left, people stuck around to receive prayer from our team. And that was really beautiful. I you know, Saturday night, I don't remember exactly how long it was. We we had a very simple service. We didn't even really do a message, mm-hmm. but just felt like God had just nudged us to create more space for people to receive prayer. And gosh, I think from the time we started, we invited people to come forward to pray until we finished. I don't know. Was it like an hour and a half? Maybe? Yeah, it was yeah. over an hour for yeah. sure. Um, and th- what that means is that people there were people that waited that long yeah they sat there you know talking to god worshiping whatever they were doing but they sat and waited some of people for over an hour to receive prayer which i think just shows like it's just just shows a hunger for god it shows you know kind of a humility that Mm -hmm. says you know i need to receive you know in this way i need you know the touch of god in my life and in all of those prayer, you know, appointments that weren't really appointments, just like in the in the moment, we got to have some really meaningful prayer time, and many many tears were shed along mm. the way, and not just me. Yeah, uh, we, we always <laughs> joke about that. I think we all. I mean, I was crying during yeah. the prayer yeah. time. My gosh, it was just yeah. really powerful. Like you could sense God's presence, and I feel like some people really um, experienced God in a very tangible way. Uh, during that time is really it's just really sweet 
It was. It was really just like the father was saying, like, my children, what, what do you need from me? Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, it was just an open invitation to come and and just receive from the Lord, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it, there were there were very heavy prayer times where it was, you know, like surrendering and inviting the Lord's presence into really, really difficult situations. And then there were other prayer times where it was like straight empowerment, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. I really just want more of the Lord, more of the Holy Spirit. It just this radical openness to whatever the Lord was inviting these people into next. And so the spectrum was, you know, huge of the different types of prayer times that we had, but it really truly was just like the Lord was saying, what's mine is yours. Come and I want to give it to you. So I loved there was, there was a one woman. Yeah. It was such a spectrum, but some really heavy stuff. And then there was the one Mm. woman who came forward, like so joyful like I just feel like I'm receiving like a new fire from God, yeah. And I'm like ready to be on fire, yeah. And like literally, that's what she's she like. I want it. And we we're like, yes, this is awesome, you know. And she got she shared that then as a testimony on Sunday morning, and um, yeah, you know that's what's so rewarding about these weekends because like we didn't do that, we didn't mm-hmm. do anything. No. Like God is stirring that in her, and we just get to have a front row seat to how God is just igniting her heart in a new way, and man that's the kind of stuff like those are the moments when you get to pray with people like that and or you see them you can see it in their eyes god just lighting a new fire that you're like okay this is this gets the juices flowing this is why you, why we mm-hmm. do this just to yeah. get to see god do these kind of things yeah. you know absolutely yeah that blesses me so much like i remember when we were even in georgia and um just watching different people be invited into mm-hmm. more with the lord you know like invited into deeper life and intercession or you know i really feel like the lord is putting a conviction in my heart to spread the gospel to yeah. to my city and to my workplace and man i really have a conviction for praying with my wife or my husband now and i really have conviction for you know praying with my children and so it's just the lord inviting people into more with him is that's a true blessing to watch yeah i think Along the same lines, my favorite thing of every weekend is, is usually there's, I mean, everybody experiences something, I think, I hope. Um, but there are usually a couple people who, who make really like dramatic arcs of transformation. And the thing is, is it's always so encouraging to me because, um, I know personally for me, I'm always like, Lord, I want more. And sometimes the I want more, like the pursuit of the Lord, it it happens a little bit over a long period of time. And that long period of time, that can feel like you're just, it's hard to keep going, keep going. But then there's the moment where you have the like, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. suddenly it's working out. Sorry, I just snapped to listeners. I apologize. <laughs> I'm a snapper. Um, and the it's so awesome to see how much the Lord can do, how far he can bring a person in literally a matter of hours. Yeah. Sure. You know, even from the morning to the afternoon and I'm always encouraged by that. 
And by far, I mean like there are inevitably people who come in, they have questions, they have doubts, maybe they have fears. And then by the end of it, they're laughing and they're like, I can't believe X, Y, Z happened and the Lord met me here. And now I know. Yeah. And I will never, ever, ever get tired of witnessing that. I mean, it makes me a little emotional just thinking about it. You know, another uh, favorite moment for me for this past weekend was um, just a couple of times during prayer exercises that you led, Maggie, like, uh, so we sometimes to have people practice listening to the Holy Spirit, we'll have them, you know, practice listening for something that maybe the Spirit wants to say to them. And then at one point, Maggie had them line up and practice Mm -hmm. just listening for the Spirit. They have their eyes closed and someone, another person who's there for the weekend uh just comes and stands in front of them but they don't know who it is and then they just ask god just pray uh for direction on how to pray or bless that person Mm -hmm. and you know when you did that you know some people are like i don't know you know like you know there's all kinds of different uh reactions but there were several people who were like oh man like what they said was exactly what i needed or like that really was like and then, you know, you can see how encouraged the person is that shared the word with them. Like, mm-hmm. wow, God spoke through me, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, that, that stuff is just cool because for some people, that's a brand new concept. Yeah. That actually you can hear things in the spirit for somebody else, you know. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyways, that's just, I, I love those kind of moments also. I know in this last trip when we were doing this exercise, you know, there would be a few minutes where you have the time to share whatever you hear. And as soon as that moment started, it was so joyful in the room. I remember looking over at you, Matt, and being like, oh my gosh, these people are like laughing and joyful. And it just really like settled something in their heart that was like, man, I can hear the Holy Spirit. And it's a good thing for me to encourage um, someone you know, in the Lord. So it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so these, I'm uh, sorry, I was going to ask a question. Like it occurred to me at this one last weekend, we, we kind of, do you feel like the weekends, like our approaches, do you feel like they've changed from when we've started a few, you know, a couple of years ago, this team working a couple of years ago, like Matt, how do you think they've evolved and changed? Well, since the beginning of Spirit and Truth, they've changed a good bit just because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> uh, uh, that's like me every time we go on these things. So, I mean, when we started out, um, we're in kind of a new phase of ministry, and it's pretty exciting because God's just, you know, stirring up hunger and opening doors for us to go to a lot of places right now. Um, really more places than probably what we can get to. And um, when we started out, we were almost exclusively focused on evangelism. So we were trying to help people um, get comfortable with sharing their faith. Like how can they practically start to have spiritual conversations with other people? How can they pray for other people? How can they learn how to share the gospel with other people? which is awesome, and we still do that. Uh, That's still an important part of the weekend. But I feel like we have, it's become much more holistic in that, you know, as we went 
to these places, you recognize, wow, there's just a, like, when there's a lot of hurting people, mm. there's a lot of people who have been going to church for a long time who really don't have a, who don't really know <laughs> what all is available in Christ, you know? Yeah. Um, and so when you start to see kind of where churches are at and where people are at, I think what we've done is we do eventually, most often now, we move to a time of focusing on how we can have an impact in the world, how we can live on mission with Jesus. But we we typically now, we don't start there at all. Yeah. And we start really uh, with their own hearts. And um, most often we talking about, you know, where are you at with Jesus? Because people either uh, need to know some of these things for the first time about their identity in Christ or they need refreshed, you know? And so if we start there and move to the, the, you know, like we did this weekend, start in that, that heart posture, place of identity, then move to how we can live as spirit-filled Christians and then move to how we can be in ministry to others it becomes more of a natural flow where our trying to share our faith with others, our trying to live on mission with Jesus is actually an overflow. It's a it's sort of an outflow of our own relationship with Christ and our own walking in the Spirit rather than something we're trying to manufacture, kind of like conjure up ourselves, you know? Yeah. One of, one of my other, along with what you're saying, Matt, one of my other favorite things is watching people respond to Emma. Because Emma, you're usually our first sort of like, y- y- you're usually our entree into that, yeah. that realm. And I think people are always like, okay, what, what should I expect here? You know, and um, they usually don't see you coming. And I enjoy that experience <laughs> of watching people <laughs> watch Emma preach or teach or pray. And then grown men are puddles. crying on the floor (laughs) you know whatever well we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit before but you know it was in georgia the last yeah that trip when i kind of sprung that on her but she's becoming a very good preacher just for the record and i think one of the her it's not just what she says which is always very powerful and insightful i'm always i really don't understand how she has these kind of scriptural insights at 20 years old. And I'm not just saying that because she's sitting here. I really don't. It's, it really is amazing. And it's really from, it's, it's from the Lord. It's a wisdom gift. from Jesus, but, uh, it's also a testimony to the people, just the, w- the, the hunger for Jesus that she displays. I'm like talking about you and you're sitting right here, but it's yeah, a testimony because, awkward. You have often, you know, we have a mixture of ages like we did mm-hmm. this weekend, people yeah. in different generations. Mm-hmm. But you have people who have been in the church for decades. And, you know, as a 19, now 20-year-old, just hearing someone articulate such a deep hunger for the Lord yeah. and a sense of rootedness in who you are in Christ is a testimony itself regardless of what words you're saying exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think that it stirs people's hearts because they say, you know, people have these kind of notions about younger generations, blah, yeah. blah, blah, whatever. I kind of get tired of that trope, but like, it's just like, it shakes them up a little bit. Like, Oh, here's a young woman who is like on fire for the Lord. Yeah. I've been going to this church for 50 years. 
where's my heart at? You know? Yeah. And there, I think that's good. It's a convicting, it can be a convicting yes. word, you know? Well, as yes, actually at one of the churches that we we're at within the last six months or so, a woman came up to me and said, I wasn't sure what this young woman was going to say. I have, I have grandchildren and we don't always see eye to eye on things. And then she said that she was humbled by what you said. And then she realized, she said, the Lord said to her, you don't like it when people look at you and think you have nothing left to offer simply because your hair is white. Why would you look at this woman, young woman, and think she has nothing to offer simply because she's young? Mm-hmm. And scripture says, you know, like, look, don't let people talk down to you just because you're young. And also scripture also says, look, just because you're older doesn't mean you have nothing left to do. Right. Like we're all meant to be on mission wherever we are, whatever stage of life, the Lord has something for us. Amen. So that was, yeah, I love that. One of my most favorite things is, well, I must be honest, preaching on the first night can be a little bit difficult because rocky ground yeah yeah why do you think we make you do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know big facts (laughs) (laughs) but because you know by the second day and the third day we have a little bit more of an idea of who we're working with and we meet the people and you know all of that fun stuff and so on the first night it's really the first introduction to hey like this is who we are this is what we believe and we want to see you fully alive and you're walk as a Christian Um, but something that the Lord has put in my heart so deep as I you know preach the first night most times is to always live out of an overflow like Mm -hmm. our identity in Christ it is the thing that propels us to to action and so if we are not secure and grounded in our love of the father then the love that we give out will be out of striving or out of fear or out of obligation rather than the overflow that we re- receive from him and so it is one of my favorite things to look out in a room and all of these people be older than me you know like it's that is a humbling thing because more than likely these people have been walking with jesus longer than i have and yet the Lord has given me such a heart for his children to see them as children. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a really beautiful thing and humbling thing. And I, I learn so much every time, but thank you. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. We all kind of f- function a little bit differently on these weekends. I mean, Matt, how would you describe it? Just, you know, for anyone out there listening, who's like, okay, so we know that Emma is the ninja that makes people cry. Um, but, <laughs> how, but how would you do, I mean, <laughs> she makes me cry. That's for sure. <laughs> that's a given. Um, but how would you describe like the dynamic of, of what happens on a weekend? We've talked about content modules, like these are yeah. topics, but we do kind of all function spiritually different yeah. in a way, too. Yeah. Do you want to describe that? <laughs> I don't know. No. I mean, I was just, I mean, uh, like if I, I was mulling it over and I can, but no, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Uh, now I'm afraid that I'm going to say something you don't like. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think how do I think we function one? I mean, we, I feel like we constantly are discerning together as a team. Yeah. You know, that's a big, um, 
that's one of the reasons that I love doing this as as a team because I think discernment happens best in community. So that's one one thing I would say. Uh, second, I would say um, this time, because it was just three of us, we prayed together. Like when we did prayer ministry, we did all three of us together. Often we'll split into pairs if there's four of us or maybe oh, yeah. even split up individually depending on how many how many uh, people we need to pray for and all this kind of stuff. But when we do prayer ministry, we each of us kind of has, I think, different uh, approaches, approaches yeah. and ways that we function. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, not just, I'm not speaking specific to any church now, but when there's deliverance issues, guess who does that? Maggie. Matt. Maggie Omer. <laughs> uh, you know, she's very discerning about those things. And so we kind of defer to her approach Matt. on that <laughs> no sometimes she'll see like i'm like i like just look <laughs> at her and i'm like well in my mind i'm like you go ahead mac <laughs> no it's really it is uh beautiful and and uh emma you know i think her um tendency in prayer is to gravitate towards kind of inner healing kind of approach a lot of times and helping to pray into identity things mm-hmm. and how the lord sees them and, um, you know, I'm usually just trying to just try to listen for if I hear something in the spirit that it, they need to hear. I, I just try to pray those kind of things. Uh, You're good at identifying calling. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I do. I hear that a lot. Like, I think when I see people and when I pray for them, what I sense in the spirit a lot of times is the ways in which, yeah, God has called them to serve in the body or to be. I think a lot of people just have such a small view of themselves, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they just, they don't see themselves in the way that God does. And so sometimes the Lord just kind of opens my heart to that. Um, so anyways, we sometimes pray in different ways. Um, you know, often, you know, I typically am the one that preaches on Sunday morning. Um, and m- most often Maggie uh, leads the sessions on uh, kind of prophetic stuff, li- living a spirit-filled life, kind of, she's like, you know, Holy Spirit stuff. Mm-hmm. Partnership. Emma's like the heart and identity stuff. Mm-hmm. And I usually do that, the uh, evangelism outreach mission kind of stuff. And Tony um, is all about disciple making and he's just so relational. He has a knack for just meeting kind of people right where they're at and, um, kind of calling them to their next thing like calling them out you know like in a good way i mean like kind of propelling them out of their comfort zone into the more that god has for them and so i love the way that he does that with people so um tony also preaches a lot of times on saturday night and um sometimes sunday morning and anyways i don't think i answered your question no it's good but that's some of the different roles that we play yeah i was thinking more like like how we have, we go on this kind of um, journey, you know, from the inner to the outer. And uh, so like the inner life to the outer life and how it becomes like formationally oriented, how the Lord forms us. And then what we do with that formation, how we partner with the identity. So, you know, Emma is like, you know, she's talking about that inner heart life. and, And I'm often like, here's how you do it exercise your agency 
yeah you know partner with the lord and tony is sort of like a continuation of that sometimes in a lot of ways he's like you know have standards have discipline have expectations for the lord like you know his favorite phrase is if you want to follow christ you're going to have to move yeah and then you are like this more calling of more out externally focused and um it's just really cool it's i often marvel at this when we go on weekends and i'm watching us all sort of do our things i'm like lord you're so cool because you equip people with different gifts and abilities and i think it's really awesome too because i as we go through a weekend I'm always inspired by how I see it played out among the people in the churches we're with too. You see people start to realize, oh, I, I gravitate towards this or I could be really, um, I might be called to intercession or I might be called to, uh, um, have gifts of evangelism and things like that. And it's just, it's beautiful, you know? That's good. Is there any, um, specific stories? I know we're going to, We'll probably wrap this up before too long, but is there any like specific stories from we've done a bunch of these now over the last couple of years that really sticks out to you that you want to share as a testimony? I mean, I have two that stick out in my mind always, but go ahead. First of all, can we just stop for a moment and say it's been a couple of years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That just kind of stopped me in my tracks, but go ahead, Maggie, with your story. Well, we did, I will say the ministry. So we started out doing these kind of trainings, these weekend trainings. Then COVID hit, all that stuff got shut down. Yeah. Then we had kind of a break there where, and that's when a lot of the other areas of the ministry, both the resourcing stuff with Firebrand Magazine, some of that stuff, and then also the global component all emerged during that season of um, kind of sh- covid shutdown time and then as things started getting back to normal we started traveling again how long has that been like maybe a year and a half no it's almost two years Mm -hmm. wow it's amazing that is that has gone fast Mm -hmm. and it's also a lifetime ago because we did at least a couple trips before Before emma yeah yeah and i've been here for a year and a half so wow yeah yeah Anyways, story time. Story time. Okay, well, there was, like I said, watching the sort of the the aha moment is my favorite thing. And there are all different kinds of aha moments. But there was was one woman in a particular church, and, and I just found this particularly moving. I had had conversations with her, you know, throughout the weekend. She had expressed that she had lived her whole life, you know, just going to this particular church, being faithful. Um, loving the people, loving God, and that also just struggling with a sense of distance. And there was a moment during the weekend where she, you could tell it just all clicked for her that the Lord was, that God is specific, that he's a father. He's not sort of this faraway thing. And, and that he loved her and had expectations for her, but not that she didn't have to perform. And she said, I thought that all I, I thought it was enough to just do the same thing every week and to say that I believed the right things, that if I just came to church every weekend and if I just said that I believed the right things, that that would be enough and that I would be with the Lord, you know, in heaven or, you know, when I, at the end of my life, she's, but she said, I realized, she said, 
that's he has so much more than just me doing the same thing every week and actually me being with him at the end of my life is is like not something I have to worry about you know she just was like I realized like I have been taking crumbs underneath the table rather than sitting and feasting you know with my father essentially I'm paraphrasing a little and then my other <laughs> my other favorite one y'all a revelation a personal revelation of the father's love you cannot convince me otherwise it will heal anything this big bear of a man at the end of a weekend came up and just hugged me and just began to weep and said, I didn't know. I didn't know. Mm. You know, I didn't know how much he loved me. And, you know, when you know how much God loves you and someone else does that, you just want to be like, I know. Isn't it great? Isn't it the best thing ever? I live for that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm choked up. Well, some of the things that I, some of my favorite stories are honestly just kind of more personal to the individuals. I don't want to like share people's stuff, you know, because God, when God moves, sometimes it just, you know, he works in very personal ways in people. Um, You know, probably I'm trying to think of just one to narrow down. I mean, I love there's a bunch of different stories from the outreach of just those are always awesome you know cool divine encounters that god had set up uh just so clearly god ordained that you know the people just they they just get to see god's hand in a more tangible way and it just blows them away you know i can i'm just thinking of a number of different ones over the last couple years like uh different places where people visited and someone uh, said, like, I, how did you know that I needed prayer right now? Like I had this going on, you know, on in my life right Mm -hmm. now. Like, how did you know? And, you know, obviously they didn't, but the spirit led them to that person. Do you remember the woman in Georgia who was at that fair, the park thing, you know, and we came up to pray for her and she literally turned away from us, put her hands up in the air and said, thank God yeah. or thank you yeah. God thank you God yeah. yeah yeah I mean yeah she was like I needed this yeah you know? mm-hmm. yeah yeah and she we had never met her and she no. shared difficult situation that she was dealing with in her family and, and she was looking for a church and a pastor and we he, had one he with was us, with us. <laughs> yeah yeah that was a cool moment yeah. and and honestly those kind of things just happen a lot yeah yeah it's very normal so I love, I love hearing the people share testimonies when they get back from it because, um, one, so many of them were terrified to, to begin with. So it's like they have a sense of like, I did it. I went out. I offered to pray for people. I did it. You know, like there's like a sense of pride there. Like a, I mean that in a good way. Like yeah, it's just cool. Yeah, they they trusted the Lord and they did something that they were nervous to do. And then also just kind of like, I can't believe how open people were, Mm -hmm. you know. Sure, every time there's some people who get turned down and say, you know, I'm good. I don't want prayer or whatever. But um, so many people are open to receiving prayer that people are always encouraged by that. And it gives them opportunities to have spiritual conversations out in places they've never they've never had a chance to talk about Jesus in some of those places at the 
hardware store, the grocery store, whatever. And that is just so cool to see. And uh, just so people know, we pray too during that time. Yeah, we do. It seems like we always get led to a coffee shop for some reason. Well, it's late afternoon, and I feel like the (laughs) Lord knows that we have caffeine needs by that time. But the Father's love. We have prayed with uh, a a number of baristas over the (laughs) time. (laughs) So just if you're a barista and we're We're coming coming to your town, (laughs) just plan on it. We're coming. (laughs) No, but you know... Remember we have when we were in Texas yes. and we so we go to this um coffee shop during the outreach time and we ended up having a really long and beautiful conversation with that family who just opened the coffee shop yeah. and mm-hmm. um so when we went back to the church and we were all like sharing testimonies and stuff it was a great opportunity to say like these people are hungry they yeah. don't have a church they're local to you they're local to you and this would be a perfect place for you to go and just you know, show them the love of God by buying their coffee. Where was that? Uh, was it in Tennessee, the coffee shop that was attached or inside of a car wash? North Carolina. Wait. North Carolina? I th- uh, mm, it was Tennessee. That was uh, Roland Buck's church. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Roland. If you Hi, Roland. Um, inside yeah. the car wash. That was, yeah. That was fascinating. You totally that? had... That guy, I just, I still think about that guy. Sometimes. I know you were I like, I would have discipled him. I would have gone back to yeah. that coffee shop for sure because, yeah, it was just one of those. It was a brief moment, and yet uh, he had us like just standing there at the counter with a bunch of people in the store. Was totally fine with us praying for him. He was just, um, was he, he was just getting ready? He was just getting ready to get married, and they were just, they were leaving that weekend to mm-hmm. go and. St- look Look at at a house and see if they were going to move to this place and all this stuff and he's like you could tell he was a little overwhelmed by all this stage of life all this stuff and he was like so grateful yeah he it seemed very much like a like a moment where the lord was like hey i see you i see you Yeah. yeah yeah that was good and we've prayed for many restaurant people waitresses waiters Absolutely. And yeah. Who do you remember in Savannah, the waitress in the restaurant? Oh, Oh, I loved her. Yeah. And she, she had, she was really moved by that because she had, she was in recovery. She was in recovery and Mm -hmm. she had had a, um, relapse. Yeah. But had then been clean for a few weeks and she really wanted strength strength and for god to intervene and yeah um she was really moved that we offered that we got to have a good conversation with her yeah i mean we remember you guys (laughs) yeah yeah these this just leaves it leaves an imprint anyway yeah i just think it shows like you know these different things we're sharing it just shows you like when you make yourself available, God is moving all over the place. Oh, yeah. And these are not things like we're not doing anything crazy or kicking down any doors. These are things that God is just opening up these things, you know, just because you're paying attention, you are willing to take a little step of faith and the spirit is, is already working or highlighting people. And, um, and that's part of our message to the church is that, you know, our goal isn't that they have these kind of organized outreaches where they send them out in teams every so often, which is fine, which can be cool. But our goal is that this becomes a way of life, you know, and that's what, 
you know, our prayers for us as a team that we would just live in obedience to the Spirit all the time, not just uh, on these weekends, and also for the people that they would just this would be a, a launching point that would where they could learn to just listen for the Spirit, follow His direction, and then live on mission with Him all of the time in everyday life. Amen. Any closing thoughts, gentlefolk? No? Gentlefolk? Yeah. It's, you know, gentleman, gentlewoman. All right. Shakespearean background coming up. All right. Anywho. (laughs) Okay. That's been our episode for today. And we're just really grateful for you guys. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you would like to help support the mission and ministry of spirit and truth head on over to our website spiritandtruth.life slash give there you'll find all of the information you need we'll come back to you in the next episode bye 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 <laughs>